0: All right, welcome back to From Arbitration, and today, man, we're going to have a doozy of an episode. This one's going to be long. <laughs> it's gonna. We're going to cover everything that you're going to need in the case file to support your joint statement grievance, okay? Now, I told you last episode, I'm going to make y'all experts at the joint statement, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to give you the tools to do that. But with this information, when you get this information, and it's going to take you a while, it's going to take you a while. You're going to have to to go through several different avenues to get this information that you can put in this case file. Once you get this information, read it, read all of it. I'm going to give you the tools to be an expert, but it's going to be up to you to become the expert. Okay. You're going to be as good as you want to be. All right. I can't will you into being an expert. I'm going to give you the tools to do it. But you will be, you'll become as good as you want to be. If you want to be the best at anything, it's going to be up to you. Okay. Uh, When you get this information, and I'm telling you, it's extensive with a T. It's extensive. Uh, Get it, read it, and keep on reading it. If you get home one day and you ain't got nothing to do, nothing on TV, just get it and read it, get it and read it. That way, when you go to hearing, and I'll tell you a funny story here in a second, but when you go to to arbitration and you're a witness, you can testify to this information and what it means, okay? Uh, I had an arbitration last week, and, and I wanted to, I had some people reach out I had a handful of people, uh, believe it or not, reach out after this last episode, and we're looking for immediate help, immediate help. So I was going to do an episode midweek about this documentation and information. I had two removals this week, two arbitrations this week, uh, one on Thursday and one on Friday. So I was gone most of the week getting ready for these removals. So I, I couldn't do it and I apologize. I do. I wanted to do that for y'all. There was just no way I could do that, but I did have an arbitration. The one I had Thursday, uh, it was the removal on a last chance agreement. Wake up, and and Labor calls me and says, they can't make it. Their witness is sick, (laughs) so uh, that's just games Labor plays, but then Friday, we get to the arbitration and midway through the arbitration, management takes me outside. They want to pre-arbit, so they bring this this uh, carrier back. But in the arbitration, we have a brand new arbitrator, and, and I have never seen this before, ever. But management's first witness gets up there on the stand, and <laughs> and labor asks them, you know, what's your name? How long you been with the postal service? How long you been in management? And that is the last question they asked. This arbitrator. We have a whole new panel. I've never met this guy before. This arbitrator, he takes over. And for an hour and a half, he grills this witness on the case file. Uh, he's questioning her about things that are completely irrelevant. He's asking her about things uh, that are in violation of the contract. Uh, Why isn't discipline in there? You know, you just have a 14-day to support this removal. Where's where's this other discipline? Well, under Article 1610, you can't put that in there, but she's not saying that. And so he's like, so basically, you didn't support your position at all. And so (laughs) I'm thinking, hell yeah, keep going. But uh, anyway, it, it was completely inappropriate. But um, he's asking her about these forms and these documents. She has no idea what they are. No idea. 3971s, he's grilling her on that. It's computer generated. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? I don't know. And and all these forms, uh, the contract, grilling her on Article 16. I mean grilling her. And And what was funny was he's asking labor, well, do you know what that means? Labor is shook up. They are shook up looking at me, you know, eyes wide open, like what in the hell is going on in here? He looks at me. Do you know what that means? Yes, sir. What does that mean? Well, under Article 16, when you talk about this, it, it's talk. you know, this is what it's, it's talking about. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, somebody that understands what we're talking about. He does that for an hour and a half. He's asking me about different things uh, of the Article 16, different things of FMLA, all these things. Well, thank God I studied up on it because, you know, I'm, I'm just answering questions for them. And uh, it was so funny. Read everything that you have in the file. If you put it in the file, know why. Know why you're putting it in the file, Okay. When you get to arbitration, the advocate is going to be able to take you to everything that you put in the file and say, why is this in the file? I put this in the file for this reason. Bam. Okay. Make sure you understand what your issue is. And when I ask you in arbitration about your issue, you're able to explain it to the arbitrator. Make sure you understand what the contractual provisions are that you're citing in your issue. I, I, ha, I may have talked about this in an earlier episode. I don't know. But I had an arbitration in New Orleans, and it's Arbitrator Wolitz. I do remember that. We're in the hearing, and it's a disciplined case, and it, it comes my time. And in the issue, there's about 10 contractual provisions, 10, Two, four, 5 10, 16, 12, all the, it, it's just, there's 10 of them. Did management violate these 10? So it comes my time and I'm fixing to do my opening statement. And she says, Mr. Walton, I need you to do me a favor. I said, well, yes, ma'am. She said, in your issue statement, there's 10 contractual provisions. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, I want you to tell me, and I want you to tell labor's advocate, each one, and why it pertains to this grievance. That was odd. I said, well, yes, ma'am, I'll do that. She's like, because I am sick and tired of coming to arbitration, and the union continuously puts all of these contractual provisions in there that have nothing to do with what we're talking about. She said, this is a removal grievance. So I need Article 16. If there's an issue with information, I need 17 and 31. Why do I have 10? So I'm having to explain to her. I sit there and have to go through each one and tell why it pertained to this grievance. I want to know why you're putting a contractual provision in your issue statement. And we'll go over all those things, all those things, all of that to say, I'm going to give you a lot of information today. This is going to be an extremely long episode. I'm going to give you a lot of information that you're going to put into your case file. Read it. Become an expert. I'm I'm fixing to give you the tools to do it right here. I'm fixing to give you the tools to do it right here, and then it's up to you. You're going to be as good as you choose to be, period. You're going to be as good as you choose to be. I want all of you to be experts. All of you. I do. It's going to be a long one today. Okay? It's going to be a long one. But we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. A lot of information I'm fixing to give you. And I'm going to try to put it on where you put your, uh, where I put my episode. And I can write just a little kind of synopsis of it. I'm going to try to put that what you need in that so you don't have to keep going back and listening to this long ass episode about what was that he said after district policy what was that he said after elm language i'm going to try to put that in chronological order like i do it in this uh podcast in this episode i'm going to try to put that in there where i give a little synopsis that way you don't have to keep running back and forth okay with that being said let's get to it now when you have a manager or a supervisor that is, has a history of being a bully, has a history of being an intimidator or a harasser or those things, and you come after them, they're going to do one or two things. They're either going to ramp it up a little bit or they're going to start kissing your ass, basically. I've had that at my station once. Because when you start requesting information as it pertains to a violation of the joint statement on this manager or supervisor, when you start requesting this information, they're going to understand at that time they're in trouble. Okay? They're going to understand at that time that that they're in trouble as far as their behavior. Do not. Do not let up. We're past that we're past that point. Do not let up on them. Carry this through. I always liken it to yellow jackets. If you know what I'm talking about, a yellow jacket. I don't know if y'all, what area of the country you are from, if y'all call them that, but they're in the ground. Their nests are in the ground and they will make their presence known if you step on them (laughs) or if you run over that nest with a lawnmower I was uh, years ago I was married at the time my kids are grown now but uh, I was out back in my yard cutting my grass once and and my ex-wife and my son who was little at the time they're out there on our deck and I had a big backyard and I'm cutting the grass back and forth back and forth well I I run over this nest. I don't know it's there. I run over it and I don't see them swarming. When I'm coming back, (laughs) when I come back, they get up my shorts. They get up my shirt. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I look like Prince. I was doing the splits. I was spinning around. I was rolling around anything I could do to get them off of me, I was doing it. I'll never forget my wife at the time. She said, my son was like, mama, what's wrong with daddy? (laughs) She's like, I don't know, but I I was getting it, man. I was doing everything humanly possible to get them off of me. And if you've ever encountered them, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's what I want you to be. I want you to be a swarm of yellow jackets. Management is going to do everything in their power to get you off of them. I'm telling you that once they realize that it's past the point of no return, management is going to do whatever they can to get you off of them. Don't. Do not. Do not feel sorry. Do not have remorse. Do not have regret. You have no compassion at this time. It is beyond that point, okay? I, I always tell you, well, I've told you in the past that I love to watch, and I don't. I told you I'm not a macabre person. I'm not, but I love watching wildlife videos of of lions attacking things, or water buffaloes attacking lions and defending themselves, and and all this stuff, and. And, but the things that, and I don't know why, but the things that just interest me are when lions attack things, kill them. But you, I don't know if you've ever seen a video of a, a lion that has like ran off the mother of something and is left with the calf or the little baby. And you're like, oh, sweet, this little lion, the lion will just sit there and, Followed around a little bit, nudge it with its nose, and may lick it, and just sit down. The little thing will just come up to it, and he don't know no different. He just running up to it, and he's he's nudging it with his little head, and the lion's just kind of maybe have his paw on it. And you're like, oh, that is precious. How that line has just kind of looks like it's kind of adopted it, and then he'll eat it, and you're like, oh, God just out of nowhere, that lion will eat that little thing. (laughs) You know why? Because it don't have any remorse. It has no compassion. It has no feelings like that, like we do. It's, it's a, uh, it's a lion. (laughs) And so that's what you need to be as an, as an advocate. I have no compassion. I have no remorse. I have no feelings. At all. I just don't. That's how you need to be when you're dealing with a joint statement because management, once they realize that you have them, that you've got them, once they see this information coming in, you've got them, they're going to be little lambs and they're going to come up to you and try to snuggle with you and all that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Have no remorse. No feelings no compassion none of that okay I remember I had an arbitration and uh, JB was in there his ta informed me I remember that and uh, it was a removal and I got on this supervisor so bad she started crying not just crying she's bawling. I mean squalling just head down tears on the table just and I objected to it. I asked, I told the arbitrator, I said, I'm, I don't object to her crying. Uh, we don't have time to be putting on this show. I need an answer to my question. And the arbitrator said, you're going to answer answer Mr. Walton's question. She sits up, just tears, snot coming out of her nose, tears, just, huh? You need to answer Mr. Walton's question. So I asked the question again. <laughs> she She had to answer it. I have no remorse. I don't care about the other side at all. Okay, be that way, be that way. We're fixing to get into some things, and it's going to it's going to prompt management to to come to you for help. I promise you that. I promise you that. It's extensive. Okay. Well, that was eighteen minutes. I've already told you it's going to be a long episode, and I just stood eighteen minutes telling those stories about creatures and stuff. All right the case file. Here's what we're going to need. All right. Here's what we're going to need to support the joint statement or a violation of the joint statement. These are the things that are going to be in your case file to support that. All right. And I'm going to tell you what they are and I'm going to try try to tell you how to find them. Uh, Some is going to take a little bit. It's going to take a little bit, but uh, we need to get them once you get it all. Make you an F drive or a flash drive, whatever you use, have all of these on there. That way, next time you have a joint statement case, you can print all of this stuff out. And there's going to be a lot of it. Your file is going to be huge. Okay. Here's what we're going to need. First and foremost, we're going to need the joint statement on violence behavior in the workplace. That's first and foremost. Okay. That is M1242. M document twelve forty two. That's the joint statement on violence behavior in the workplace. All right, M twelve forty two, and that was dated nineteen ninety two. All right, the second is going to be the second joint statement on violence behavior in the workplace. If you if you knew that there was a second, that's going to be the second one. We're going to put that in there as well. That's M twelve forty three. M twelve forty three. Okay obviously you need those in there to show there's been a violation of them the most important thing after that is obviously national arbitrator snow's decision the landmark decision that he issued in 1996 and it's c15697 c15697 that's national arbitrator snow's decision the one who allowed us to take management to task on these things, to hold them responsible, all right? Get those three. That's your first three. Now remember, his decision came out in 1996. Advocates, if you're listening, remember this. His decision came out in 1996. What a lot of labor advocates will do is come to the hearing with decisions pre- 1996 well arbitrators didn't have snow's decision at the time so there's a violation and in, uh, in 1992 there's the joint statement that was written and signed from 1992 to 1996 we would take these things to hearing and man, and and, and uh, arbitrators didn't know what to do with it they didn't have snow's decision at the time and they're gonna say that the remedy you're requesting is inappropriate or improper all right so make sure at the hearing When you're in a a joint statement case, to look at the dates on that decision. We catch it all the time. Might as well try to do it without turning a site 1995, 1994, 1993. And that's what you'll tell the arbitrator. Look, man, let's put this site in, and it's before Arbitrator Snow's decision. Okay? He hadn't had the decision yet. It's 1996. So that's just a little something for you. Now, here's what's going to take a little bit of effort on your part, okay? There's two post-hearing briefs, the Postal Service and the Union, the NLC. There's two post-hearing briefs that you're going to need to get and put those in your file. Now, I would suggest you contacting your national business agent and ask them to send those to you. I've got the postal services where i'm going to try to put that into my my uh, where i put my transcripts i'll try to put that in there for you but there's other things that i need to put in there as well that you're not going to have access to um especially one thing and i'll talk about it in a second but there's two post-hearing briefs where after the national arbitrator snows uh, hearing we did a brief those things are accessible get those briefs. Now look, I've broken those briefs down for you. If you remember in my article 17 episode, I put my brief in there on the article 1731 I did in this for this arbitration. But also in that, I dissect these two briefs it's in that article 17 episode so if you go back and find that article 17 episode look in the transcripts where you put transcripts you can read them go past the 17 argument on the relevancy and you will see where i dissect those two briefs okay Uh, you can copy and paste that and put that in your contentions as your own i don't care you can copy and paste that because i pull out the significant things in both of those briefs that the arbitrator needs to understand that the management's position is the same position that they have today. It's the same arguments as they have today that the, the grievance, the supervisor doesn't have uh, due process rights. We take away due process rights. He doesn't have a opportunity for MSPB. Um, he doesn't have uh, all these th- just calls, all these things that they say that they are, That if arbitrator Snow awards them, awards the union, uh, what we're seeking, it takes away all these rights. He heard all those arguments and he dismissed them. So get those two briefs, okay? Put those two briefs in your contentions. Again, you'll have to go through your business agent, I'm sure. I don't know where we can find those. I looked everywhere for them and I I believe I got mine uh, from Lou Drass, Um, but Look Look! Uh, look up your business agent's phone number, call them, and ask if they can get you the two post-hearing briefs for the joint statement case, okay? You're going to need the Article 15 language, and that's going to be in your issue statement, okay? Article 15, it incorporates the joint statement. And here's where it states on uh, Article 15, page 15-1. It's the second bullet point, all right? And it says, alleged violations of other enforceable agreements. Did y'all hear that? Alleged violations of other enforceable agreements between NALC and the Postal Service, such as Building Our Future by Working Together, and the Joint Statement on Violence and Behavior in the Workplace. In his award, a national case, and it gives the case number there, Arbitrator Snow found that the joint statement constitutes a contractually enforceable agreement between the parties and that the union has access to the grievance procedure to resolve disputes arising under it. Additionally, in his discussion of the case, Snow writes that arbitrators have the flexibility in formulating remedies to consider removing a supervisor from his or her administrative in quotation marks, duties. If a violation is found, and then it notes the national parties disagree over the meaning of administrative duties. Of course, management, you know, they had to have that in there because they're uh, trying to get out of this thing. But administrative duties means managerial or supervisory. That's what that means. So <laughs> management's like, well, we, you know, we, we differ on that. Well, the, the meaning of it is managerial or supervisor. So, uh, Make sure you got that Article 15 language in there, okay? You're going to need ELM employee and labor relations manual section six six five point two four. Section six six five point two four. All right? And here's what six six five point two four of the ELM states. And, and see if this sounds familiar. Violent and or threatening behavior. The Postal Service is committed to the principle that all employees have a basic right to a safe and humane working environment. In order to ensure this right, it is the unequivocal policy of the Postal Service that there must be no tolerance of violence or threats of violence by anyone at any level of the Postal Service. Similarly, there must be no tolerance of harassment intimidation threats or bullying by anyone at any level violation of this policy may result in disciplinary action including removal from the postal service all right that's a little bit stronger than the joint statement because it states elm it covers every employee every employee it's saying that if you uh you violate this policy you can be actually removed from the postal service no management will never ever do that but it states it there that's ELM section 665.24 copy that off put that in your file that's gonna be part of our issue statement you're gonna need section 115.4 of the M 39 handbook now that's management's handbook the M 39 handbook okay 115.4 of the M39 Handbook, Maintain Mutual Respect Atmosphere. Here's what it states. The national agreement sets out the basic rules and rights governing management and employees in their dealings with each other. But it is the frontline manager who controls management's attempt to maintain an atmosphere between employer and employee which assures mutual respect for each other's rights and responsibilities. Okay. Now those rights were just defined in 665.24, weren't they? Weren't those rights just uh, defined? What about the joint statement? Does it define my rights to a workplace free of violence and bullying and all those things? Each other's rights and responsibilities. So section 115.4 of the m39 handbook needs to be in there because that's going to be in our issue article 14 safety article 14 needs to be in the file and it's going to be in our issue statement because what you have created is a hostile working environment for me which has had an adverse effect on my health my stress level my family stress level You have made it an unsafe working environment for me due to the stress level that you have created for me and my coworkers, okay? Article 14, make sure that that's in there. Uh, Jason Atchley, when we were in Hattiesburg in the arbitration, destroyed management with this Article 14 argument. I was the witness as the informal Step A representative for the file. But Jason actually smashes management with this Article 14 argument. He did it beautifully. Uh, It it was was worded as beautifully as you could do in the hearing. Uh, Because we had a a kind of a survey from management where 90% of the carriers talked about their stress levels and their home lives and crying coming to work, crying at work, crying going to bed, jason actually he he turned that into an article 14 as well as you can do that i stole that from him (laughs) in our second arbitration in jackson i stole that from jay (laughs) and i used it um it was beautiful make sure article 14 is in there okay Make sure Article 14 is in there because your advocate, you're gonna have to, you know, you have to contend it now. All these things that I'm putting in there, you have to contend it. If you have ELM Section 665.24, you need to make a contention against that. Okay, Section 115.4 of the M39, you need to make a contention against that. If you have an issue, you better contend that issue to support it. All right, don't just put all these things in there and don't say anything about them. Because I'm going to object to that in the hearing if you, if, you're, if I'm management. And you put 115 in there, you don't say anything about it. And then you come in there and try to testify to it. I'm going to object. So make sure if you have a, a contract or a, or a survey or a provision, you, you make a contention on that. All right? You got ELM 665.24? Why did management violate that? How did they do that? Section 115.4 of the M39, how did management violate that? Okay, Article 14, how did management violate that? Okay, y'all get me? Make sure you're contending these things. Look up your district's workplace violence zero tolerance policy. It's probably on a board somewhere, probably on a bulletin board. But that's something you can put on your information request if you can't find it. Your district's workplace violence zero-tolerance policy. All right? It's your district's. Every, every district should have one. Your district's workplace violence zero-tolerance policy. If you can't find that on a bulletin board, we're, we're going to have an information request. Put that on there. That, that information request, that's your yellow jacket, okay? that That's your yellow jacket right there. That's management... When they read that, they're going to want it off of them. Then go to hell. They're not going to get that. Okay? The Postal Service Policy on Workplace Harassment. Get that. The Postal Service Policy on Workplace Harassment. Get that. And you can find that on the NALC website. If you go on the NALC website, it's under USPS Handbooks and Manuals. Uh, if you've ever gone on there, you'll understand what I'm talking about. When you look up, hand, uh, when you prompt USPS handbooks and manuals, scroll down through there, you'll find that. The Postal Service Policy on Workplace Harassment. Get that. Put that in there. Now, now here's some things that are crucial. Okay? You've got an arbitration from Arbitrator Britain, And it's C20643. C20643. And Lou Drass was the advocate for us. And it was out of Memphis, Tennessee. And this arbitrator, he agreed with the union. It was one of the very first, okay? Management attempts to vacate that decision. So make sure you have that decision. It's Lou Drass was the advocate. It's Arbitrator Britain C20643. Why you want that one? Is when you prompt joint statement, on the NALC website, you'll see joint statement. And then you can go down through there and you can pull out the Snow decision. You'll also see Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals and Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals. Well, that Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals decision is based off of this Ludras decision, okay? Arbitrator Britain's decision. It's M1488. M1488. And that's Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals decision is based off of that arbitrator Britain's decision. Making sense? They try to vacate it. We put that in there where they try to vacate it, and the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals turned management down, so they can't do it. You also have a fourth circuit Court of Appeals decision based off of another decision, and that's M1518. M1518. Okay, I believe that's out of Maryland. But uh, put that one in there because your advocate is going to use all of these things. He's going to go to that Britain decision. He's going to show where management, just like here, uh, they lost that. But then they try to vacate that through the Sixth Circuit Court. And there's also another appeal, and it was based off of that. And I'm, this is what I'm going to have to put in my transcripts because I honestly don't know how to tell you to get this thing uh, unless your business agent has it. But it's it's titled the United States District Court for the Western District of Tennessee, Western Division in the United States District Court for the Western District of Tennessee, Western Division. And it's dated September 28th of 2001. And it's from uh, Julia Smith Gibbons, United States District Judge. Okay? And it was the first one based off of this Britain decision, the one where Lou Drash was the advocate. It's the first one. And she upheld the, the arbitrator's decision. They tried to vacate that in Sixth Circuit Court. They upheld the arbitrator's decision. Uh, I'm going to put this one in with the transcripts because I don't honestly know how to tell you to get this. I don't know how. I can't remember how I got it because I've had it so long. I, and I apologize for that. But I have asked everybody, everybody, and, and nobody knows. It's wild. I don't know how I came into possession. of. I, I bet Lou sent it to me. But um, I'm going to have this where I have my transcript. That way you can print it off if you can. I hope you can. I'm not i going to talk to anybody about that. But I'm going to put this in there for you okay? And that way you can look on there and uh, print that off. Hey, look, read all of these things that I'm telling you about. Read them. And that's how you become an expert. I promise you, you will, be, you will be amazed at what you learn about the joint statement if you just read this stuff that I'm telling you about. You will be an expert. I assure you of that, okay? Okay. Don't just put all this stuff in the file and let the Formal-A handle that or let your advocate handle that. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. Be an expert, you know. I'll tell you what this is going to do for you. The first time you put this file together and hit management's ass with it, your station is going to have a white flag on top of it. And management's going to say, don't go out there and mess with those guys. That steward out there is kicking people's asses. Don't don't mess with them. Why not? That dude out there, that woman out there, they put a file together on us, man. We couldn't get them off of us. Okay? Protect your carriers. You protect your carriers through knowledge. Okay? I'm, I'm 6'1", 260 pounds. That's not what protects my station. I have seen shop stewards that were 5'2", one of the best formal I know. She's about 5'2", 95 pounds, and scares the shit out of management, okay? It's about knowledge. It's about knowledge, all right? I'm trying to give you that right here. (laughs) Take advantage of it. All right, here we go. And and I see people talking about this uh, online, where they say, "Hey, I've got a new supervisor just came in. Does anybody know anything about them? Hey, that's a great idea. Seriously, that's a good idea because they come, they go all over the place. All right, and I also see the responses, and it drives me nuts. You know, a lot of times we're no we're no better than management. How we treat our own online. Uh, it pisses me off to no end how we respond to people if you know' what's the old saying if you ain't got nothing good to say don't say anything at all that should apply to the responses to some of these people that are asking legitimate questions I saw a young lady the other day She's saying, hey i'm a new I'm a new shop steward s t e w a r t I'm a new shop steward and I need help and this I bet she had fifteen responses who's Stewart Tell him we said hi and all that. Look here, man. That, that's bullshit. This, this young lady is reaching out for help. Reaching out for help. And the only thing you're concentrating on is how she spelled steward? Really? That's the help you're going to give her is, is belittle her? Man, you're no different these clowns we're dealing with in the station. To me, be a professional or don't be anything. You know, go to your sad home and be sad there. But to get online just to provoke somebody or just to belittle somebody, you're a piece of crap. Anyway, for those of you reaching out for help, man, good for you. Good for you. But I see that sometimes, people saying, "Hey, I got a new I got a new supervisor. Has anybody heard of him?" That's how you find a lot of things, believe it or not. That's how we had to find some things when we go down to Hattiesburg and when we go to Jackson is by doing that like this here, any grievance settlements against this supervisor, any grievance settlements against this supervisor. Now, your business agent probably knows about if it's, if you got an unruly supervisor has been here a little while, they probably got a little history on them. Uh, we had one, one from Hattiesburg came from Florida. He came from Florida uh, to Mississippi, all different kind of stations. So we contacted Florida. Hey, what have you got on this guy? Oh God, we got all kind of B team decisions. We got formal aid decisions. Send them to me, send them to us. Give me everything you got. Send it to me. And they did, you know, in Mississippi, the business agent who was mine, what do we have on this clown? All of this all of these these B team decisions, arbitrators' decisions, grievance settlements. Send them to us. We want all of them. Okay. Uh, if management tries to say, "Hey, this is the B team decisions from Florida," you know these things are only set pricing in the installation where they're from. Bullshit. Look here. Joint statement says those whose behavior continues. Right. What does that mean? Got to be a history of it. Put that in your file. Put that in your file. B Team decisions. If they raise that issue, read them the joint statement. Okay, which says those who not treat us with dignity and respect not be rewarded or promoted. Those whose unacceptable behavior continues will be removed from their positions. So we're showing you right there that their behavior has continued in Florida and here. Okay. So any grievance settlements that you can find on this clown, wherever they're from, call, call the shop steward. That's what we do. Where what station were they at before here? They're at this station here. Call the shop steward. Hey, do you have an issue with this, this supervisor? Hell yeah. We had an issue with them. What'd y'all do? Five, about five or six grievances on them. I need copies of those. Got it. I'll email them to you tonight. Okay. That, that, we got to do a better job of that, but. We were, had great success with that. The people we called, man, they got us stuff in a, in a second. Informal Step A resolutions, formal Step A resolutions, B-team decisions. Get those. Get anything you can find and put them in the file. If you're having a hard time, get your business agent involved and say, hey, I've got a, a supervisor down here that is a tyrant. Have we heard anything on them? And see if they can help you out, okay? Put those in the file. Uh, are there any surveys? Have any surveys been done? You should know that. Your business agent will definitely know that. Are there any surveys been done? And these are things that you can put on your information request as well. Uh, any workplace climate surveys. Any workplace climate surveys. That's where both parties have agreed. Your business agent will know about that. You know my business agent, man. He gave us a wealth of information, going back years on this one guy. He's like, man, we've been in there about ten times with, on this guy, because uh, like I said, we're in this by ourselves. <laughs> we're in this by ourselves. Management's not going to do anything about it. They'll do fifty surveys just to say that they did them, but they're never going to do anything. They're never going to take action on on anybody. But those things are documented and those things are going to file okay um any threat assessments been done normally if a, if a carrier goes to management about one of their own they're required they're obligated under their district policy or under the national policy to contact hr to contact different people we want to know if that's happened okay that should be a threat assessment been done on that so we'll ask for those in information request any threat assessments what about any joint interventions any joint interventions have they been done on this uh, supervisor any joint interventions that's something you'll put on your information request now your business agent may have some He may know of some Other business agents from around the country, if this person has moved, they may know of some. Okay, get your business agent involved. Any discipline against this manager from management, good luck with that. But put that on your information request. Any discipline or adverse action against Supervisor John Doe or Manager John Doe, okay, Uh, put that on your information request. You're going to need statements. You're going to need statements. I'm just telling you, the more statements, the better about what has happened, how it's affected our home life, how it's affected our work life. Get all the statements that you can. And a lot of these packets, a lot of these surveys, a lot of these joint interventions, they'll have statements in there as well. Uh, I remember uh, in in the case in Jackson, Mississippi. It went back about 13 years. About 13 years ago, I'm reading the history on this this guy, and the carriers wrote a kind of a, uh, they had all put their names on this thing that was typed out with their concerns, sent it to the district manager. And it said that this supervisor at the time had told them that they would not like coming to work. Matter of fact, they were going to hate coming to work as long as he was there and they weren't doing as they were told. They were going to hate coming to work. Fast forward about 13 years to this grievance, and one of the one of the people that wrote a statement saying, "I hate coming to work. I hate it." Um, and so in the hearing, I I read that to him, and uh, he had written it. Matter of fact, and I said on this part here in your contentions where you said that this care hated coming to work. I said, isn't that what you wanted? Well, no, I don't want that. I said, that's really not what you wanted? You sure? Yeah. So we go back 13 years. And I said, right here, you said it, that the cares are going to hate coming to work because of you. I said, well, congratulations, you did it. Well, I didn't say that. I said, well, that's your supervisor saying that you said it. Is he lying? He's lying. Why would he lie on you? I don't because he just, he wasn't doing his job, you know. So anyway, statements. Statements are critical. So let's get some arbitrators' decisions, and we're going to put them in there as well. Now, your advocate's going to use arbitration sites um, to support the position. But the, the two from, one's Hattiesburg and one's Jackson, I would put them in your case files if I was you because they're so well-written. They're so well-written. Uh, Arbitrator August, she's got two. 33831. Three, C33831 three, 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 one is one of them. And then C35122. 35122 is another. Uh, beautifully written. One, the second one, she she talks about making the numbers. And here's another one, Arbitrator Mayor. And this is a case that I had, I believe it's was in 2015, uh, a case I had out of Gadsden, Alabama, on a supervisor that brought a gun into work and had it in her purse. And uh, it's Arbitrator Mayor. And it's, three two, it's C32076, 32076. Now, I'll tell you something about this decision. He was removed from the panel based off of this decision, okay, because he actually removed the supervisor from the postal service completely, not just from supervising letter carriers. He removed them from the postal service completely, all right, and, and management kicked him off the panel for that. And I'll never forget this case, um, and I loved it. I loved it. But National calls me after this case and they're like, why why would you ask for their removal from the Postal Service? I said, I didn't ask for that. I said, that was what the installation asked for. That's what the, the, the grievance asked for on remedy. And I asked they'd be removed from their position at the Postal Service. And they're like, Man, you can't ask for that. You know, they 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 won't do that. They don't have the authority to do that. You know, we asked them to be removed from supervising letter carriers. I said, hey, look here, man. That, that sounds beautiful. But there was an issue and a remedy, and I asked for the remedy that was brought forward, and he gave it to me. So don't ask that management be removed from the postal service, okay? You're going to run into some hard times with that. Always ask that they be removed from supervising city letter carriers, Always ask for that, okay? But Mayor's decision is beautiful because it's one of the best worded ones about the arbitrator's authority, okay? And and on page thirteen of his decision, he talks about the binding effect of a national award, and and it's some of the best language that supports national arbitrators' decisions and their binding effect, okay? Uh, Get that and read it. Advocates, if you're listening and you have a, you have a national decision that you want to use, this, this decision is beautiful, the binding effect of a national award, and he talks about it, okay? And this case was funny because uh, the police were involved. They were lying. We caught them lying. Uh, postal inspectors were involved. We caught them lying. The supervisors were involved. We caught them lying. Now the postal inspectors and police didn't come to the hearing, but we caught them lying in our investigation, okay, and not doing what they were supposed to be doing. But the funniest thing was and I always do this I call when I have an arbitration, and management's going to have a, a witness. I'm going to ask I'm going to ask the, super, uh, the, the, the shop steward, I'm going to say, "Hey, talk to me about this witness." they're going to say, man, this person is dumb as a rock. Or this person don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. Or they'll say, this person used to be on the B team. They're, they're pretty sharp. They know their stuff. Or, you know, they were a formal A rep for years and years. They, You know, they're, they're pretty sharp. So I'll, I'll kind of game plan my questions around that. If they're intelligent, I may stay away from some things. But if they say they're dumb as hell, I'm not. I'll never forget, I was reading the file. And this station manager, the one that we're bringing charges against, has a statement. And this is one where my shop steward said, man, this girl is dumb as hell. And I said, "Okay. well, I got this statement. And in the statement is the word indubitable, indubitable. Okay, never heard it. I looked it up. All right. In the hearing, when that station manager is testifying, it's under cross-examination, I take the the station manager to her statement and I say ma'am this is your statement for the case it is I said that's great I said did you write this statement I sure did I said okay I said so this is your statement for the file yes it is great ask her some more questions and I'm patting the case file you know getting it back in order tapping it (laughs) <laughs> so I put it down and I look at the arbitrator like I'm done. And I would say, right, one more thing. I said, ma'am, can you tell me what indubitable means? She said, excuse me? I said, can you tell me what indubitable means? Well, no. I said, you don't know what it means? No, I don't. I said, okay. I said, well, thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. So the arbitrator said, uh, arbitrator, that's all I have for this witness. Well, management's advocate, he's looking at me and he's like, what the hell does it mean? And I said, well, hell, I don't know. I said, but she wrote it in her statement. And the arbitrator puts that in his decision. On page 21, it was funny at the time. Y'all may not think that's funny, but I thought it was funny how you, you know, advocates, we bait people. But uh, he says, when given a copy of her statements, she was asked if she personally wrote them. She replied, yes. When she was asked to define the word indubitable, a word she used in her statement, she replied, I don't know what it means. <laughs> so so uh, do your homework. Do your homework on these people, advocates, and, and see what they're about. Because a lot of times you can just discredit the hell out of them by stuff like that. That's what we're putting in the file, y'all. That's what we're putting in the file. Those things are your case file. All right. Uh, That's a lot of documentation, man, a lot of documentation. But you're going to put that in there to support your position. There's also a thing that uh, a brief I wrote years ago, Arbitrator's Authority, and it was outlined beautifully. Uh, There's a funny story to that, too. But it goes over all of management's arguments that were brought before arbitrator snow every one of them uh, MSBB right appeals all these things and their arguments today are the exact same arguments they used back in their briefs on, on arbitrator snow they're the exact same arguments and uh, i'm going to try to get that downloaded for you maybe do that next episode because i don't know how to put two or three things in there but I'm gonna put that one judge's opinion in uh, where you do your transcripts, and this one, and then uh, next week we're gonna go over the issue and the remedy, and um, which is critical because we're gonna tie all these things together in your issue. All right, I've got the the issue here, and we're going to uh, we're gonna go over that next week. And always remember, stewards, always remember this: if you have an issue your remedy has to reflect or address your issue. All right? If you have an issue, your remedy has to address your issue. If you have an issue of 17 and 31, you better be addressing that in your remedy. Management cease and desist violating Article 17 and 31. If you're saying that this is a continued violation, right, of 17 and 31, Management cease and desist, Article 15, Article 17, and 31. Okay, do you see what I'm saying? If you have an issue, you better address it in your remedy. They need to mirror themselves. Okay? They need to mirror each other. So that's a lot of information right there to put into a file. All right? Now, some of these things you're going to get from your business agent. Or you're gonna get from word of mouth. You know, if you if you know that this supervisor came from across town, you can call that shop steward. Hey, you dealt with this person? Oh yeah. You got any grievances? Hell yeah. Can you send them to me? You got it. Some of these things you're gonna request on your request for information. All right. Remember, that's the that's the yellow jacket. This information request is a yellow jacket. Because they're gonna want you to get off of them. Immediately when they see it and they know what you're doing, they're going to want you to get off of them and they're going to be doing the splits, turning cartwheels and all this, trying to get you off of them. Don't do it. Don't do it. Hey, be a lion. Have no remorse whatsoever. None ever. Ever. Do not have remorse or pity or compassion or feelings. You lose that when you're dealing with an unruly manager, lose those things. All right. Um, when you're talking about district workplace, violence zero tolerance policy, if it's not on your bulletin board, put that on your information request. I need the district's workplace, violence zero tolerance policy. Uh, do I have any climate surveys, any climate surveys done on supervisor, so he's going to be reading this now. I understand that. Um, uh, any uh, any threat assessments done against this supervisor, any joint interventions done against this supervisor, any discipline or adverse action against Supervisor John Doe. Okay? These things you put on your information request. Now, on your information request, when it says... What's it pertaining to? It's going to be pertaining to a possible violation of Articles 15 and 19 via the Joint Statement on Violence and Behavior in the Workplace against Supervisor John Doe. That's the only explanation that we need to give. If they send you a relevancy letter that you've requested discipline because that is outside the purview or outside of the jurisdiction of the contract, file a 17 and 31 on them. Okay? Okay. File a 17 and 31 on them and say that uh, they refuse to give you that information. Again, in my episode on seven, Article 17, I address those relevancy letters in that episode. I also have that where you get look in your transcripts on that. Copy and paste that, plagiarize that, use that for your own. Okay? That argument on relevancy letters. I don't care if you steal my stuff. I'm telling you can have it, so that's not stealing. You can have it if you want it. L- look, y'all's may be much better. You may have Template 1731 templates or whatever. Much, much better. That's fantastic. But new stewards, if you're in small stations and you don't have access to that or don't know about that, steal my stuff. Take it as your own and use it. All right? But look in that transcript section of my Article 17. You're going to see two things. You're going to see my 1731 argument on relevancy letters because you're going to get one when you start asking for any discipline against this manager. You're going to get one, okay? And then the second part of that is the briefs where I break down those briefs, the the post-hearing briefs. Look, that's a lot of stuff I just gave you. That's a lot of information I just gave you. I understand that. I know that. That's a lot, baby. I get it. Read it. Read it. Read it. And read it again. You want to be an expert? I gave you the tools right there to be an expert. Next week, I'm going to give you some more tools on being an expert. You want to be an expert? Get this information and read it. Read it and read it and read it. And you will be an expert at the joint statement. I promise you that. Okay? You want to protect your brothers and sisters? Knowledge. Knowledge. That's going to do it. Knowledge. You put this in a case file against a manager that is unruly, you're going to see some yellow jackets, baby. You're going to see some splits, some somersaults, some rolling around get off of me too late too late (laughs) i had a hearing in uh, kingsport it was the one i did on that episode of the non-compliance and that's what i told the arbitrator and i'm looking at management they wouldn't do anything they wouldn't do anything to correct their behavior and this is a non-compliance case on on providing information And that's what I told the arbitrators I'm looking at labor. I said, we've taken it out of their hands, Arbitrator Roberts. We've taken it out of their hands. The union's here now. The union's here now. (laughs) And we're going to take over. We're going to take over here, okay? Because management over there, they've done nothing. 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 So you know what? We're here. We're here and we're going to do it. And arbitrator agreed with us to the tune of a quarter of a million dollars. Hey, look, the union's here. The union's here now. You've got the information you need to request. That's letting these bastards know the union is here now. And we're not playing around any longer. All right? Put this information request in. Be some yellow jackets on these bitches. Put the information request in and get that information get the stuff that I told you about read it okay have all that in your file next week we got your issue statement and your remedy it's gonna I'm gonna put tie all this up together I'm gonna tie all this in okay all these things that I told you to get we're gonna tie it all into a nice little bow on this present all right It's going to start making sense to you. But those are the things that you're going to need to put into the file. That's what today's episode was about. These are the things that you're going to need to put into the file. All right. To prove your position. Uh, It's a long episode. Not as long as I thought it would be. Just an hour. But a lot of information for you. A lot of information. And I'll put that up on my little synopsis. Everything that I told you about. If it'll all fit. Okay. Hey, to those of y'all who reached out to me that are having problems, hang, hang on. Hang on, start getting this stuff for the file. Start getting these things for the file, okay, that I just told you about. Get those things in the file. Next week, I'm going to get an issue and a remedy and fire some asses up, all right? Hang on, hang on. Help's coming, I promise you, all right? Hey, y'all take care of yourselves. I hope this has helped you. Hope it hadn't confused you. That's a lot of stuff I told you about today, a lot of stuff, all right? But uh, we're going to be experts, the joint statement. I promise you that. Y'all take care of yourselves. Until next Sunday, y'all have a great week. I'll talk to you later, all right? Bye-bye.